Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Marie Claire. Welcome to Young and Struggling, the podcast by two 20 somethings who don't have a clue. Each week, we'll be discussing everything from navigating careers, relationships, social issues, and the challenges we face as young women. So buckle up and please keep your hands inside the cart at all times. Yeah, there we go. Lovely. <laughs> happy, what day are we on? Happy, happy Friday. Yes, April. Yeah. Maybe April. How are you, Hannah? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. What is one good thing that's happened to you this week? Um, you know, I'm actually struggling to think of something because this week has been really rough. It can be really small, <laughs> really minute. Okay, um, they're really small, really minute. Well, being here with you, MC. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had a rough week, everybody. I'm really sorry, I'm struggling. Oh, last night I made my favourite dinner. There we go. Yeah, there we go. What was the dinner? It was, I made it with tofu, Mm because you are really inspiring me with your veggie vibes. Thank you. So I made it with tofu, but it's basically like pasta with spaghetti and dairy-free cheese, and then I make a little sauce with like fresh basil and garlic, and then I pan fry mushrooms and tofu, and then mix it all together in a big pasta. That sounds really nice. It's really good. Mmm. Yeah, it's so good. I was so bloated after. Oh, did you not use gluten-free pasta? I did! Oh. I know, buddy. I, my stomach is all over the, over the place. <laughs> Lovely! Know, Good content. It's true, though. IBS <laughs> struggles. But, um, yeah, no, it tasted very good, and I Good. enjoyed it a lot, so. Yeah. Good. What about you, buddy? Oh, this week, are we going from yesterday? I went for a, well, it was like almost a 6K run last night. Oh, my God! Pop yeah. off! I sort of do this thing where I'll, like, just sort of decide that I'm going for a run, even though I haven't run for, like, properly for, like, three months. Yeah. And I don't have any route plan or anything. I just run until I can't run anymore. That's really cool. (laughs) No, but it's kind of not an effective way to run. Like, at the end of it, I thought to myself, if I actually planned this and I took, like, a water bottle with me, I could probably do a lot more, but I just leave the house and I just run. (laughs) Yeah. At least you're running, buddy, at all. But the sun was shining and it was a really nice evening, so that was really nice. Yes, exercise. It was good. Well done, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's on your, like, you know, well, I guess it's a good thing that happened to you, so. Do you enjoy running? Yeah. Okay, I see, I understand. That would, <laughs> that would not be on my uh, fun list. <laughs> We're quite opposites in that way. Yes, I hate running. That would be on your, what's the terrible thing that's happened to you this week? Yeah, I had to run. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I do not enjoy running. But that is so great, buddy. Well done. Yeah. Which leads us quite nicely onto our topic this week, I think. Yeah. Opposites attract sometimes. Yeah, most of the time in my experience. In friendship. Yeah. Um, Go friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much that we can talk about, yeah. right? A lot, a lot goes into friendship, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have been very fortunate to have a lot of successful friendships in my 24 years on this planet. Nice. Um... And a lot of friendship struggles too. Yeah, I've had a bunch of weird situations mm-hmm. in there. But also great situations. So, yeah. You kind of learn a lot as well. The more friendships you have and lose and, you know, you learn things along the way. So, mm, Definitely. I was really looking forward to making this episode because I was like, what a nice topic. Like, there's so many nice and positive things that yeah, I can say surrounding this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you have, like, what's your longest lasting friendship? Um, well, it it depends 
Um, cause I still have fr I still have people that I would consider friends who I've known my entire life. So when you say your entire life, from when I was like a baby. Wow. Yeah. So I was born in Salem, Massachusetts, and we relocated when I was a tiny baby to Manchester by the Sea, Massachusetts, and that is where I grew up for like most of my um, childhood. Childhood. That's the word. Childhood. Um, and I made some good friends there from, like, school and stuff, uh, Girl Scouts, you know, all that stuff you do when you're young. Mm -hmm. And I still talk to them to this day. In fact, they, like, come here to visit me, and when I go back, I visit them. And, you know, even though we don't talk that much anymore, because we're both, like, living different lives in, you know, different countries, I would still consider them friends, because they're still people that every now and then, like, we check in on each other. Mm -hmm. And even though we used to be, like, way better friends than we are now... I think it's cool that, like, you know, we still talk, basically. Mm, that's really cool. And that our friendship has lasted the long, the length that it has. Like, I can think of... There's probably only a handful of people that I can say this about, but, yeah, my, like, my entire life, since I was a baby, at least, or, like, like a toddler. Because we, went, we, like, went to the same kindergarten, elementary school, all that stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't have anyone that I've been friends with for that like for that amount of time. Yeah. But I think that it's largely due to the fact that I moved around a lot when I was young. Okay, right. So how I, many places do you move around? Well, I went to one, two I went to three different primary schools. Wow. That's so crazy. that must have been hard. You know what? I didn't find it hard. Okay. And I think it's You're quite bubbly though, buddy. I feel like you would make friends along the way like Well no, you know. this is the thing. I was a very shy kid. Oh right, okay. And I, well, I didn't find it hard to make friends. I always made friends when I was at school, but I didn't find it difficult, but I suppose that's probably because that's what I was used to. So, yeah. you know, and I, I actually think it's put me in pretty good stead for change and stuff in my adult life because... Yeah. Adaptability. Yeah. That's a good skill, buddy. And resilience. And so what I don't have. <laughs> that does mean that I don't have friends that I've known since I was like a yeah. baby or very young. Yeah. But probably like my longest like solid friendships that I would say like are people who I genuinely have like an adult friendship with now yeah. are people who I met when I was like 12. Yeah, okay, that's a long time. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's still a long time. Love, yeah. Which is really it's really nice. And it's not as many people as you know when you leave school and you, you say like, "Oh, we'll all like we'll be friends forever." Like oh, inevitably yeah. everybody always says that. Yeah. You don't remain friends with everyone who you left school being friends yeah. with. For sure. But I think... It's for the best, though. I think if you naturally, you know, go your separate ways, there's a reason for it. No, I, I wouldn't... I kind of disagree with that point, because sometimes your life just, like, goes in separate ways. Like, you don't have a falling out or anything. It's no. just, like, your life goes over here, over here and their yeah, life no, goes over there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just naturally go separate ways. Yeah. And I think that's, like for the best sometimes, because you're going to do your pathway, they're mm. going to do theirs, you're not, you know, you're not necessarily meant to... Have you ever had forever. a scenario where that is happening in your life, but someone is trying to, like, maintain maybe something that, like, isn't really there anymore, is almost, like, keeping it up for the sake of it having always been there? You know, I don't think I've ever had that. Really? I think it's always been mutual. If we go separate ways... You know, both of us are always usually on board. Yeah, I've never had that. Have you mm -hmm. had that? Yeah, I have. Or where I just feel like it's not even... There's no animosity or anything there. It's mm -hmm. just like, look, your life is over here and mine's over here. 
and we're almost keeping this up because we feel like we ought to or oh yeah whatever and then eventually you know it fades and it trickles and it's kind of but it's like does it feel like a um like a chore to kind of like keep up not a chore but it's just like you're living such different lives whatever it just doesn't feel like it's naturally it's it's as if like people got to someone got a playmobil and someone got a lego block and they were trying to put them together and they just it just doesn't fit mm. anymore okay. like they just don't fit together yeah it just doesn't work right that's just how it is sometimes yeah um and maybe i've been on the receiving end of that too like in some friendships mm. interesting there are some people, like, I remember when I did freshers the first time when I went to vet school, mm-hmm. and there were, like, a, a bunch of people that I met there that I kind of felt like we were going to be friends for a really, really long time, because I got on so well with them. But now, like, yeah, we just, not, I never talk with them. They all look, kind of live far away, and, you know, they're doing their vet nurse thing, and I'm doing something completely different now, and... um it's just kind of sad because that's one of those friendships that it's like nothing happened, nothing bad happened. It's just I left and went and did my own thing. They kept doing vet nursing and, you know, we just weren't hanging out every day like we were before. I think that was a big part of that friendship as well was like physically being near mm. each other was like, you know, played a big part in it. But, um, yeah, it's just so sad when things like that happen because you're like, I could still be friends with them, like, but it's just we went separate ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also the fact that social media exists almost keeps up appearances too because although you may not speak to these people at all, mm-hmm. you still see them post on Instagram. Yeah, I still, still comment like, on their photos sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and you still see what's going on in their life. So it's like yeah. you are completely removed because you don't actually speak to them. Yeah. But you're still... Catching up. You'll still see when they get a new horse or like yeah i'm using that example no. because they're vets i don't know if your friends have horses we can't afford horses mc not quite there yet in success levels but aspirational <laughs> or do you know what i mean like yeah you see yeah. what their life is turning out to be but you're not yes. a part of it anymore yeah so yeah it's kind of sad but also you're like rooting for them yeah like, yeah it's a mixture of feelings it's a strange time to be living in in that sense yeah yeah definitely yeah. I I do feel quite fortunate I haven't had any, like, super crazy, super, like, problematic friendship situations. But I have known friends who have gone through that. And, oh my god, it's just, like, no wonder people say, like, a friendship breakup is, like, worse than a relationship breakup. It's, like, so... It's such heavy stuff. Because they're people that you really put your trust in. And, like, friendships are a big deal. Um... And when they're broke, when they break for like a really sad or problematic reason, it's so sad. It's mm. like literally going through a romantic breakup. It's so sad. I honestly do think the term like friendship breakup is so real. Yeah, because it you are breaking up. Yeah, with somebody close to you. Yeah, just because you don't kiss them doesn't mean it like doesn't doesn't hurt equally as bad. Yeah, and I've been on both sides of a friendship breakup for like want of a better term I wouldn't even maybe that is the term Mm. um I've had it like happen to me yeah out of nowhere out of nowhere for no explained reason like and still to this day I'm like silly well I I feel like I sort of know the reason but it it was I honestly I got vague I got completely ghosted yeah essentially oh my god they are like similar to relationships aren't they yeah by like one of my like long-term friends a few years ago yeah 
still to this day like don't have an answer but again like see kind of okay with it <laughs> see when they post on instagram stuff yeah. like this and i'm just like well if if that's the decision you made i can't force you to yeah be friends with me you know yeah. sort of but when it happens like initially you're kind of like what why did you do that yeah. because we didn't we never had a fallout yeah. like there was or a chat literally, really. no 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 nothing it was just like one day they just decided to just cut all ties yeah and it's a bold way to go about it <laughs> it wasn't just with me that was the kind of thing that put my mind at ease in a way right because i like after it happened i had like a conversation with a mutual friend of ours and they mm. said oh no they've they've done the same thing to me yeah and that was kind of like reassuring to me because i was like okay like you know maybe they're just moving on in their life and whatever but when it happens it is kind of like a breakup because you're like i want answers like why has this happened yeah and it's not yeah you feel like you need to have answers for it and like want to like deal and process with it i know like a normal breakup yeah um yeah to be honest i think that's very telling of their decision making skills Because that, I, you know, me or you would never have handled that like that. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy how closely related, like, like, friendship, all relationships are. Like, no matter if it's romantic or whatever, like, it can still really hurt. It can still, like, really feel good. Like, you know, they're all kind of linked in a way, which I find interesting. Mm. And I'm quite a big believer in if, like, if something is bleeding you dry, then... Oh yeah, what's that thing you say? You've said this in a different episode, and I thought it was really smart, and I can't remember exact quite exactly what it is, but something about sucking energy. Some people are drains and some people are radiators. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's a really good um, comparison, I think, uh-huh. to people. That's that's quite a big phrase in my uh, family. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It explains it quite well, and I think it's so true. You can always tell, you can tell too, who's sucking up the, you know. Yeah, he's just draining you. Yeah. Because I've, I've had or like been involved in situations where I, I think some people think that once you become friends with someone, you just then have to remain friends forever. Yeah. No matter how badly they treat you, the situation might be developing. Yes. Like you just have to kind of like stick with it. Yeah. I do not agree with that. Yes. If something is no longer serving you or is making you extremely unhappy or even worse if someone is being like actively detrimental yeah to you you have every right to decide that that is not serving you anymore yes and also if they're being detrimental like to themselves Mm. to the point of they expect you to do most of the heavy lifting and you know i think you have to really remember that your mental wellness comes first, even though it's really hard to think like that sometimes when you really care about someone, sometimes, you know, you need space from people who expect so much from you that, like, you can't even give anything back to yourself because you're giving to this person so much and, you know, I've had, like, I have had friendships like that where it's, like, somebody is just not being very, like, friendly to themselves and, it kind of, you know, rely on you as being kind of their um, therapist in a way and, like, you know, helping them through everything, which is part of, like, a friendship for sure. But when it starts impacting you and your own mental health, that's when you really need to, like, take a step back and reassess, maybe take some space to yourself, which is so hard to do because I know I've been in that situation. It's like, how do you explain to someone, like, I can't, be here for you in the ways you're expecting me to because it's too hard and I can't keep up with myself. Mm. 
you know, some people won't, don't take that well. So yeah, it's it true. has to be give and take, doesn't it? And like, yes. in that particular scenario, mm-hmm. you can't be the only source of comfort that they have. Yes. Like if you are the one person that they depend upon, yeah, <clears throat> that doesn't serve you anymore. Either. No. And it's a lot of pressure. Like mm. it's just, it's hard because like some people, you can see them struggling and it's like, you feel really bad for them. And obviously if they're your friend, like you really care deeply for them, but you know, how, how would it work if it's, you know, both of you become in this like dark space? It's just really hard to like put yourself first sometimes in those situations. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's really not tricky and actually deciding to kind of like have a friendship breakup. Yeah. And actually kind of like going through with it and like, choosing that for yourself yeah and putting yourself first is actually really quite um a brave decision to make and it's not easy like no it's not because especially to, like trying to explain it to someone and the thing is when you kind of decide oh you know maybe this friendship isn't isn't serving me anymore you don't just remove one person from your life it can sometimes remove like quite a handful of people because often you're not just friends with that one person your friend's with a larger group of people. Yeah. And it's hard to sometimes maintain those other friendships around it. Yeah. When you when you don't want to have Yeah, especially an if you could become in your life. if you become known as like the dependable one. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like people rely on you when like yeah, if you have quite a few friends like that, it's like what do you become? You're starting to like really be giving so much energy and like to so many other people you, you just gotta you really gotta look after yourself which is something I've learned along the way because growing up my parents have always kind of drilled in us like me and my siblings to put other people before yourself and obviously they meant very well by doing that mm-hmm. but it's kind of manifested itself in like dodgy ways including this and you know like feeling like you need to be there for everybody else except for yourself so it's tricky yeah, and it's really important to recognise when when that happens and when actually you can kind of be blinkered by friendship, I think, sometimes. Like, you then have a conversation with someone else and you say, oh, like, this has happened. And they say, that is that is not what a friend, like, should be doing or should be behaving. Yeah. Or somebody else tells you because you, re- you didn't even, like, notice. Yeah. That's always hard as well. Yeah. Or, you know, if there's a scenario where, like, I don't know, you have to be around that person a a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know, you can't put any, like, physical distance between you and that person. Or or they're having, like, a detrimental effect, like you said, like, on your mental health. Like, it's so tricky. And you know what? I was thinking about this. It's like, when you're in your 20s, you are learning and developing who you are and your character and your beliefs and things you hold dear to yourself. And I think those things only become more important as you get older. Definitely. Yeah. And therefore your kind of like chamber of people who you surround yourself has to slim down because you have to prioritize those things more. Yeah. So many more things creep into life, like family and, you know, like scarier things like house, you know, like so many adult things start coming into play and you don't have as much time as you did when you were younger to dedicate to all of these friends. But kind of like adversely to that is like, you want to be kind of garnering people around you who, who share similar beliefs and yeah, who want similar, like, I don't know, 
career paths, things like that. Yeah, like, you can all like decompress of those with. things yeah. can have like such a great impact on your friendship. And I think by the time you kind of reach your like peak of getting on top of your career and where you want to live in your life and like all of those things that are really important to you. Yeah. I think sometimes some friendships have to drop off naturally because For it's sure, like yeah. these things don't align with where I am on my kind of like trajectory. Yeah. And then I think looking like forward in years to come, I think that's only probably going to happen more to more of us because, you know, some people might have a baby. Like, yeah. What? Am I really going to expect someone just to like pick up the phone when they've got a newborn or something? Yeah, like, for sure. Like a friend of mine just had a baby like yeah. a day ago and I'm, I like sent her a message. I was like, 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 take time and rest with your baby. Because I, like, totally understand. Like, I, I wouldn't want anyone worrying about, like, getting back to me or, you know, you know, like, having a baby is a huge deal. And, like, I totally expect to not hear from her for, like, weeks. Because it's, like, you know, I, when people get weird about it and, and, like, you know, if you've taken time away from a relationship and people get weird about it, that's always been a red flag for me. Because it's, like, sometimes people need a break for big reasons like having a baby or, like, even small things like taking time to yourself. I mean, I wouldn't even say that's a small thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, true, yeah. But you know what I mean, having a baby, yeah, like, you would understand. And possibly will be in those positions at some point in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to sort of, like, internally manage that as well and say, like, you know, this naturally isn't the priority of, like, the order of my life right now. Yeah. There are other things that are just naturally coming ahead of it. Yes. But also, like... I think your true real friendships will maintain through those periods because... Yes, because they'll understand, like, what you're going through. Yeah. Like, if I look to my parents as an example of this, they... I would say... Well, no, they're very sociable people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But their very close-knit, tight circle of friends is a very small group of people who they have known, like, all through their adult life. But I I would say, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe since, like... Two of my mum's best friends she went to school with. That's the same as my stepdad. And, like, they would say, like, they would know that they would be able to, like, pick up the phone to any of them. You know, if there was, like, an emergency or, like, a crisis. Yeah, they'd be there. Yeah. And, like, vice versa. Yeah. And that's just kind of what I want for myself, too. You know, like, in in these many years ahead. Yeah. That's so interesting because I was thinking about this and... My parents have, like, a very small amount of friends that they still keep in contact with from, like, the good old days. Mm. And most of their friend groups are people they've, like, met, like, within the last 15, 20 years. Mm. So I just find it so interesting because... I mean, also my parents have friends that they've met recently. And I think that's Mm. really nice because it's almost like they've had, like, a second wind where, like, they've retired. Yeah. And they've got, like... We can go out again. Yeah, let's find some new friends. <laughs> yeah, no, which is so nice. Yeah, no, that is cool. Um, I'm, it might be a little different, maybe, because my parents moved from the UK to America, mm. which is obviously a, a long distance to go, and so maybe they just fall out of touch naturally that way. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just like all their friends are like, because I, I think they're both very present people and they like to be around their friends physically. So, you know, my mom's, like, book club and stuff, you know? It's, like, they they see each other quite frequently, and that's how they maintain friendships. So, but, yeah, that's why I always think, like, when I'm, like, their age, I'll probably have a whole different roster of, like, friendships. Yeah. Other than you, buddy. We'll still be friends. And then you sort of, you become friends with, like, I don't know, eventually. I'm looking, like, so many years ahead. Like, yeah. your partner's friends and things like yeah, this. Yeah, I know. And your circles just, like, change and, and develop all the time. 
I just think it's... Well, what's that thing we were talking about? Um, do you remember when we were talking about, like, getting older and stuff, and we were like, well, we're kind of in our, still in the first season of Friends. Do you remember <gasps> we were talking about that? Yeah! We're, we're in our first season, aren't we? Yeah, I think... So, for context, yeah, when Friends, the TV show... I mean, if you haven't watched Friends by now... Yeah. I mean, what are you doing, seriously? Because, like, <laughs> even if you don't like Friends, surely everyone's seen Friends. Yeah. Culturally um, relevant. The first series, I think they're all meant to be, like, about 24. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because in the first episode, Rachel's getting married, right? And then she doesn't get married. Yeah. And they're all... I think they all start off being single. Like, yeah. they don't have much money. They don't... They're living together. They're, yeah, they're living together. They don't have, you know, like... Or they're working towards their careers and stuff, yeah. but they don't have, like, a substantial career yet and stuff. No, like, Rachel doesn't even... Does she even start her, like, waitressing job yet? Don't think so. And then she becomes, like, such a businesswoman, like... Yeah. Making it big. So, we're still in season one, okay? Yeah, which... We've got time. Actually, gives me... Yeah, that's very very. And also, like, it? think about all the amount of people and actors that, like, come, have come through and, like, passed through. Yeah. It's like, that's the same with friends, I'm assuming, like, our actual friends. All the actors in our life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by the end of it... When the series finishes, yeah, they were like happily together and happy and yeah, and that's when they like settle down. Yes, like ten years later. Yeah, so like I think we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and like in terms of friendship and stuff, I think things will move and change. And yes, I hope they do as well. Like I'm excited for that to happen. Mm, mm. And I also really love like the female friendships that I have in my life yeah and I really value the male friendships I have in my life too yeah you should talk about this because I have like no male friendships right now and it's probably because men put me off but you explain (laughs) you explain how it is because I'm sure it's lovely I'm sure you know some good men well, I just need to find some good, like, male friendship. You know this thing that people. people say where it's like, men and women can't be friends. Yeah, that's garbage. I don't agree with that. No I'm one, sorry. Yeah. I just don't agree with that People statement. who agree with that just are horny ass and can't, <laughs> yeah. can't contain themselves. Control yourself. Yeah, literally. Honey, <laughs> um, keep it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely do think that men and women can be friends. Yes. I mean, I'm evidence enough. Yeah, you've proven it. Yeah. To that. And, like, I know plenty of male and female people who are just friends. Yeah, for sure. And, I oh, yeah, I really value that. Like, of course, it's so amazing to have, like, amazing women around me and, like, friendships and stuff. But also, like, male friendships serve such a great and, like, different purpose as yeah. well. Because, well, in fact, I would say, like... I would hang out with all of them in the same way. Yeah. Like, I would go and do exactly the same, and have done exactly the same things with, like... Love! Both okay. yeah. genders, and I just... I think it's so important to be well-rounded in that way. Like, mm. it's kind of... This is no shade to you, Hannah. No, This is go not for it. meant to be, Pop like, off. shade at all. <laughs> but I think it's important to get on with both genders. Like, oh, yeah, for people sure. People who are like, oh, sure. I'm only friends with girls yeah or whatever mm-hmm. i mean i'm not like you know preventing the friendship <laughs> no 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 there's just there's been no men that i'm like i would be friends with you mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and just for some context because i do think this plays a role in it mc grew up with brothers i grew up with only sisters i think 
my comfort zone is being around women and because you've grown up with men like um and being around like having friends that are boys that are your brothers I think that plays a role into it because yeah, I'm not used yeah. to like trying I'm not used to socializing with men and I do think it's different I, I think it is different sometimes trying to talk to men than it is to women I mean definitely like I would say a slightly different side of my personality comes out like around boys mm. this is what See, a, I'm not. I'm just not used to that. What I'm not path that. I'm going down? How do I put this? Like, more of a like jovial, like playful. Okay. Like, want to trip you up kind of side. Oh, gee, MC, you're a lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one of the boys. I'm one of the boys. Um, but like that is just like an aspect of my personality. Anyway, it's kind of yeah. just like I don't know, go and play in the mud or something. <laughs> is that what boys do? <laughs> No, honestly, I really love that. I just don't have that. I just don't... I don't know. I have one... I feel like I have one social personality, and... I don't know. I just don't get one. Maybe it's... Not to be, like, British-y, but maybe Mm. it's a British boy thing. I just find the, like, kind of male sense of humor of boys our age, you know, straight-faced, very, like, hard to tell if they're joking... Right. I just don't understand. It goes right over my head. Maybe it's a cultural thing as opposed to... I think it's a cultural thing. All the men in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I just don't... You Mm. know, I can get on with them. Like, like I work with men and I would call some of them, like, work friends and, you know. But it's just... I don't think... I don't have a a male in my life that is, like, as good of... Like, say me and you. Like, if I had a friend as good as you who is a man, I just can't picture it. Mm. I just can't picture Mm. it. Mm. But, yeah. That's no diss to all men. I'm sure there is a man out there that we I would be friends with, but I just have not met him yet. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I love all of my friends. I, yeah. I feel like everyone says this, but, like, I've You've got just... good friends, though. I've met some of the men that you're friends with, mm-hmm. and they're very nice. Yeah, like, I just feel very lucky because I just feel like everyone that I'm friends with is just so nice. Yeah. Including the men. But, I mean, that's how you would want your friendships to be, like. Right? Of course! <laughs> oh my god, I have this one friend who's, like, so bitchy. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. Some of them. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah, no, that is definitely a good thing. And, yeah, hopefully... I'm I'm really interested when I move to America, buddy, because I want to see if things change, you know, like... Including socialising with boys. That might be... It might be different. Because mm-hmm. the whole culture is different. Mm-hmm. So, to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TBC. Come back for season two and we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, we will find out. And um, Hannah's got boyfriends. <laughs> One thing that I would say... Yes. Is that... I... People... Like, I've heard people talk about this before. This is not an original thought that I'm having. Okay. But the person that my friends and my friendships bring out in me... Yeah. Is, like, such an organic... Like, and it's 100% the version of me that I am. Yeah. And I don't think enough, like, onus is put on platonic relationships and what they give people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I think um, like when this... friends can bring out, like, the natural, like, your natural full-on, like, you as a personality. I don't know. That I worded that really badly. Your personality and, like, brings it out in you. I think that's, like, such a, a sign that, like you're meant to be friends Mm, mm. like there's so much onus put on romantic partners and relationships and stuff yeah pressure but but i honestly i would pick any of my friends over a date any day yeah for sure because like the company 
I'm just never questioning the company. No. And they make things better. They make going to things better. They make doing things better. Even if you just need to run some errands. Yeah. It's just, like, fun having a friend. And it's been so nice. In the last year or so, I've made a couple of new friends. And I think sometimes, you know, like, I'm nearing 25. Sometimes you can think that you're maybe, like, at the cut-off point of, of making new good friends. And I was maybe on the cusp of thinking... Or I think it becomes more difficult to make friends as you get older if you Definitely. don't get I involved this. in, um, I don't know, social things or things that would force you. You're out of uni, you, you know, uni's a way to make friends. Absolutely. And school, that's such like a natural way yeah. of making friends. But once you become an adult and, you know, you have a full-time job and things like this, if, if you aren't part of sports clubs or part of social societies that would get you out yeah i think it is hard to make friends it's so hard yeah or to meet new people yeah well that's why things like bumble bff exist and stuff like that because it is a problem that like we as as a generation i think deal with like a lot mm-hmm. it's just so it's become so difficult i mean i've never used anything like that but I've I've not, been... i have i used it in brighton because i'm just moved had moved here and mm-hmm. i knew nobody i moved here with not knowing anybody here that was the same as me. Yeah. Um, and I love Bubble BFF because I met a girl on there who I really liked. And, and sadly, we've kind of drifted apart. But it was really nice, like, hanging out with somebody who was nice and we chatted before. So kind of knew each other, had similar interests and stuff. I think it's a great way to make friends. Mm. You know, you can kind of, like, bond with somebody first and then go hang out. And, you know, I think it's great. That's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, I've been lucky to have made a, a couple of new friends in the last sort of like 12 months or so. Yeah. And... How do you make them? Um, through... Through work and through okay. sports clubs. Right, okay. So that's been really, really nice. Yeah. Because I just, I just thought I was like past the age where I would like... I thought I would make acquaintances, but I didn't think I would make, like, actual friends. I don't know why that's, like, such a silly thought that I had that, like, mm. oh, what, I was just done making friends now. <laughs> yeah, interesting that you th- that you felt that way. I know. How yeah. strange. And, like, you know, I'm not unsociable or anything, so I don't know no, why I would think, like, great. oh, f- no more friends for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the cut-off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. But it's so nice to meet people at different stages in your life, too. Yes, I agree. Because also, you kind of, like, the more kind of friendships you have and, like, um, experience, even if they do kind of drift away, you kind of notice that, like, there's more people out there that are, like, really similar to you. Mm. Like, when I was young and had friends, I was like, okay, so this is kind of how it's going to be. Like, you know, you just get on with the people that you get on most with, and that's who will be your friend. But, like, there's some people, like, like, I've had friends, including you, buddy, where it just, like, is so nice being around someone, and it's just, like, I feel like, like, you feel like you were meant to be friends, and I just never, I did, never thought that was a thing when I was younger, because I just thought, like, I go to school with these people, like, okay, I get on with this, these, this group the most, they're my friends, you know, mm. but, like, there's people out there who are so similar to you and have the same, like, sense of humor as you, and, you know, it's great when you find those people. It's so nice, isn't it? Yes. I love it so much, like, I've had a few experiences like that over the last few years while I've been, like, living in Brighton and stuff, and it's just, like, when you just literally click automatically, Mm -hmm. it is just, 
It's so nice. Yeah, it's like, thank God there's someone else out there that's like, like me. Like, yeah. when you don't have to try and you're not forcing conversations and you just find the same things funny. Yeah. And, and you find them really funny. Yeah. It's just so nice. I know. It is, it is a great thing. I have an interesting question for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to describe your perfect friend in five words, what, how would you describe them? Oh. So, like, what, what are you kind of looking for in a friendship, you know? Um, interesting. Yeah. What I is your priorities? Somebody who likes to do things. Yeah. What kind of, like, going out and doing things? Not, not, not as in, like, going out, out, but, like... But getting out of the house, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone who would want to go on a bike ride with yeah. me or, like... I don't know if I would like send them a an ad for like a rock climbing thing and they'd be like, Oh my god, yeah, let's do that and then you actually yeah. do it. Like a doer. Buddy, love that that's your first point because I'm not a doer, I'm the laziest person ever, <laughs> but you're still friends with me, which is great. <laughs> um, like if you send me a flyer for rock climbing, I'd be like, Love MC, like good journey for you, like enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why you have different friendships for different things because Yeah. I would know not to send that to you because yeah. you would be like yeah, like, no. Yeah. No, let's not do that. <laughs> so fun, though, love. I love that you have, you get that out of other friends. Yeah. What would something else be? Yeah. Um, shared sense of humour. So important. Yeah. Or just to have a sense of humour, because yes. I've learned that some people don't. No. Some people are as dry as a fucking bone. Yes, some people in this world just want to be grumpy all the time and never smile. Or just, like, just... have no ability to, like, crack a you know yeah joke find anything at funny. all yeah um what a sad living third would probably be someone who is how do i put this has like a 360 kind of like view on the world okay i think i do this almost too much but like is able to kind of like if i was to visualize this i would put it as like sometimes i can like I'm like looking at myself like I can be like I can have like a vision above myself and I'm like looking down at myself and like everything you can't see MC right now but she's currently doing a lot of hand gestures (laughs) and I don't know how to like put that into better words but okay I think I understand what you're saying yeah I think you do that quite well like you someone who uses nuance and stuff to kind of like reflect and you know think like yesterday I text you I don't know it was, it was like in the morning and you didn't reply to me till the evening mm. and like maybe some people might have been like why are you not replied to me mm. and I was like there's probably a reason why mm-hmm. she's like taking a little bit of time mm-hmm. to reply and there was yes I was going through <laughs> so, so someone who just has like foresight in that way yeah okay so that's three four someone cool and someone pretty no looks <laughs> <laughs> number one um what would some of yours be um, okay, for me, number one is humor. I, I have a very specific sense of humor, and I that is why I kind of love that about myself, though, because it really weeds out people. Because mm. if you under, if you like find me funny, it's like okay, that's you know, because my my sense of humor is quite specific. Um, but I love to laugh, and it makes me feel so happy. The endorphins you get from laughing, me oh my too. god, it's like such a big part of my life. So yeah, funny people <laughs> definitely comes number one. Um, somebody that I can trust, Mm. so I can, I feel comfortable telling them kind of anything and, you know, I can trust them not to, 
to number one like spread information or number two like judge me for things and but also that I can trust to be honest with me so if I'm in the wrong to tell me that like you know trust is a big part of it in like every situation um then also trust and communication is such a big one for me yeah I have definitely had friendship experiences where things have gone awry because of a lack of communication yeah I mean it's just like a really big thing for me in like all aspects of my life actually yeah for sure it's so important yeah definitely yeah this is a very selfish one but I will say this really gives you points in the friendship department if you're good at giving advice because Mm. my whole life is filled with anxiety (laughs) and I'm constantly asking people did I do this right is this situation really bad what do I do what do I do And that's something I need to work on internally with a future therapist. However, in the meantime, I really, really appreciate friends who would give me some advice or direction, um, which I know shouldn't really be expected because, you know, I should be able to work it out on my own. But um, I've had so many really good friends, like, you know, guide me through situations and it's it's just, I will never forget it. It's like, I I just really value that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because they care enough to, like, see that you're stressed out about something and just even just like a one sentence like piece of advice is just so great this is why my twin sister's boyfriend Kai I'm specifically naming him because he's so good at this he is one of my buddies because I will literally go to him I will call my sister and be like is Kai with you like can Uh. you put him on the line because he's just so good at giving advice Mm. and it's like it's not like too much effort for him it's like it's so easy for him to do it he's just so so good at like telling a situation how it is from both sides and you know I just think that is such a good trait in a person that's really nice yeah I've just thought of one whilst he was talking as well speaking which I actually think I would put like almost above all the rest and mm-hmm. that is someone who doesn't make it feel like a one-way street yes yes putting in effort because the friendships that you or that I have that are just like an equal yeah road they're the best friendships I have, really. For sure. For sure. You can tell both of you are putting in, like, the same amount of effort. Yeah. Because it, it goes back to the whole drain the radiator thing. Like, if you feel like you're the only one that's reaching out or trying to arrange things all the time or mm. you feel like the one who is putting the effort into the friendship. Yeah. It then no longer, be- like, feels like a friendship. It feels like yeah you putting in work, which it shouldn't have to be. Yeah. No, totally. I, I agree with that point. I was doing some um, reading on friendship last night. Were you? Yeah. You're such a researchy, smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shall I read you a little bit? Because I, yeah. I thought it was quite interesting. And I was like, huh, kind of agree with this. Okay. Can't remember where this comes from now. Oh, this is, this is just from Stylist. Fun. Um, on friendship. What if the binary labelling of friendship is doing us more harm than good? In new research published in the Families, Relationships and Societies journal, sociologists have explored how the toxic friendship trope has been presented online in recent years and argue that the term is an oversimplistic one, encouraging us to ditch these relationships rather than looking for a solution that could save it. What's more, they found that this is framed as a courageous act. In their research, 
Dr Jenny Van Hoof from Manchester Metropolitan University and Dr Kinneret Lahad from Tel Aviv University analyse 150 digital texts dealing with the concept of toxic friendships, offering featuring advice on how to spot or deal with these frenemies. Mm. Usually, they noted in the article, these friends were shown to be jealous, bossy, unsympathetic, self-absorbed and negative. Often they were framed as energy-sapping downers, impacting the good friends more positive state of mind. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah. Interesting. I love that. <laughs> I to be honest, that. I love that because I love that now we're like putting out resources to like how you can tell that you have a bad friend and like how to get rid of them instead mm. of like tips on how to like fix your failing friendship. You know, instead it's like, okay, like times are tough, weed out the bad friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's and so actually, important. reading that, I was like, I'm going to try and stop using the word toxic because it says a lot without really saying anything at all. Like, that doesn't mean anything. What you're actually saying is, this friendship doesn't serve me because it's X, Y, Z. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think every situation, yeah, warrants the toxic. Because, you know, sometimes people have their own issues to deal with. A hundred percent. Yeah, people don't always know exactly what that is. So, yeah, it yeah. is tricky. It there's, is tricky. There's generally a reason why someone is behaving in the way that they are. Yes, always, yeah. But, yeah, this whole thing of, like... How to fix your friendship. Or... I know. It's dumb. And you know what's time. like so contrived about that is that, you know, if someone, if if you're in a situation and you feel like a friendship is no longer serving you. Yeah. And then you have to put in the work to kind of like. Fix it. Yeah. Save it. Yeah. It is so tiring. Yeah. But I think it's just a natural feeling of like, oh my God, it's my fault that this friendship is failing. Like, what have I done wrong? Let me fix myself to fix the friendship. Mm. And it's just, that's one of those, like, toxic brain thoughts. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's one of those damaging brain nice. thoughts that is, like, just does not serve you once at all. You know, if mm. a friendship isn't working, it ain't working, mm. you know? What I would say as well with, with um, situations before where I've had a friendship breakup or whatever and where it's come from me. Yeah. That has happened because it's like the last resort saloon. Yeah. Like that won't be my first thing that I've tried. I will have tried to make things better or, you know, kind of think to myself, oh, maybe, you know, this is like for a short period of time, but things will get better. Yeah. And then if they haven't, that's the conclusion you have to come to. Yeah, you need to draw it. What? Well, I can't remember what that saying is. You can't ride a dead horse or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, you're just wasting your own time and energy Yeah, at, at a certain point, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's hard, though, when you really care about someone, you want to make sure they're okay. Absolutely. But on the whole, friendship is such a rewarding experience. and For sure. I... I get, like, incredibly sad when people don't have friends. Yeah. Because there are people who don't have friends. Mm-hmm. Or at least um, friends as we... Like, friends... The kind of friends that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people that have friends, but, you know, who are you going to call when you need really need someone and, who's, and will come? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes down to it, who's going to be there for you? And not everybody can say they have someone for that. Mm. So. so I do feel very fortunate that... I have so many great people around me, essentially. Yeah, same, for sure. Aren't we lucky, eh? Yeah, buddy. So I introduced the episode with one good thing that's happened to you this week. Yeah. What is 
one thing you would like to achieve this week? Oh, love! Oh my god, I feel like it should be a regular thing. This okay. So motivational. Nice. Um, and I'm going to ask the listener to ask yourself this question too. Yeah, me. true. Ask yourself, think of what your answer is. Mine, what do I want to achieve this week? I want to make some serious progress with my uni work because it's due in two-ish weeks, two and a half weeks. Okay. So I'm just like on that final push. Mm-hmm. I want to make some good progress and I want to be making it look good. So when I have my uh, show, it's looking like spicy. Yeah. You know? All right. What's yours? That's exciting. I, one thing I want one to achieve. thing you want to achieve this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Buddy's like a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. I want to start an application. I'm going to leave it quite vague. Okay. Because we can check in on myself in next week's episode about whether I've started the application. Okay, buddy, but I will be grilling for the details. Yeah. So that's what I want to have achieved. A certain application. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, very mystique. Ooh, what's it going to be? (laughs) I'll have to find out next week. (laughs) Interesting. Have a good week, everyone. Yes, have a great week. The sun is shining. Maybe take some time to reflect on on your friendships and the good friendships in your life. Definitely. And if you're starting to know, if you're starting to notice something that's off, you know, assess the situation. Cut that bitch dry. <laughs> Cut no, the I'm time. joking. I'm obviously joking. I'm getting silly now. <laughs> it's good advice, though. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Young and Struggling. I've been MC. I've been Hannah. See you next week for more fun and tales of woe. And some more juicy goss. Don't forget to subscribe on all various platforms and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Only if it's nice though. Yeah, no bully. (laughs) Bye. Bye.